Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, you can see that, right? Yeah. So User in your channel started recording. You're already okay. You're recording too, so it doesn't matter. So you'll have your own recording in your hard drive. But uh, you've got your mute button on. You have to unmute your microphone. Hello. Yeah. I unmuted it now. So um, you can um, you can listen to the. It recording. doesn't say recording at my end, but apparently I, it is. Yeah, your yours is recording as well. I can see it. We're both recording. Okay. So. Okay. Um, what Ab usually does is it goes into the live stream. We're in the lobby right now. Uh huh. So yeah, the recordings right. are personal recordings, but I think if you go into live stream, then Ab can get a copy of it, and he would post it as a audio chat but if you don't want that then we'll just leave it in the lobby uh, uh. okay so um i was in uh i was in the live stream earlier but uh, that's it. apparently is that him there that's he, his, he didn't respond yeah i i put a note in the chat that i was on TeamSpeak, but nobody else came let me see if uh, uh. he responded to the ch i'm gonna check uh they call us this chat. See if he responded because sometimes he. I know he did one early this morning with some guy at six o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I, I was sleeping. Yeah, I put mm -hmm. uh, a, a note that I'm in the audio chat. That was about two and a half hours ago. So nobody else came. Mm -hmm. And Psyopticon is gone now. Oh, he's still there. So we won't talk about him. Uh, anymore. Uh, so what's been going on in your neck of the woods? Um, I've been studying uh, Mormonism, and I've been studying, uh, um, you know, from a critical perspective. I don't a advocate the Mormon religion. Yeah, and I've been studying... Uh, yeah. Well, I've done quite a bit of audio with Nathan up in Alaska, but it's... Um, I up I uploaded another one in room two. Did you know there's a room two A on talk Yeah, show? I have them both bookmarked. Okay. And okay. I'll, I'll just go to two A right now. 
And uh, I haven't been able to get that. I haven't been able to move that on iTunes yet. So, so the ones in two A cannot get to iTunes or both of the rooms. Not yet. They won't let me on there yet. Why won't they let you there? I don't know what the. Uh, um, I keep getting this kind of an error message. The the uh, the picture uh, Chris is the wrong the size. Problem. Chris Kendall had. The oh same really? Problem. Yes. It's not just you. He had a problem. And Java too. Ring was saying the same thing. Yeah, it's probably an upgrade of iTunes or maybe something. I don't know. But uh, Chris Kendall had that problem. Yeah. He, I think he fixed it or, it, or it fixed itself. So you may have to talk to uh, or just Google the problem because there's probably a lot of people with that problem, right? Yeah, I did. I did Google it and looked did a few things. So that makes me feel better. Yeah. It, it means that I should I should be able to get it on there. I would think it's so important to be on. They want people to use it, right? So. Yeah, well, you start getting these conspiracy <laughs> paranoias, you know. They, yeah. They've sent me plenty of messages that they don't like. They let me know. So. Okay. I mean, they used to they used to turn on my television every day by itself for years. So why don't you just not use it then? Uh, the television? iTunes. Oh, well, iTunes is important. It's important to be there. I think that's the number one place, you know, as far as visibility. What about YouTube? Uh, actually, you're correct about that. YouTube is uh, more visible. Um, as far as a strictly podcast mode, I'm thinking of strictly podcasts, though, um, yeah, YouTube's a place where it's happening, that's for sure. And I'm not doing anything there. Uh, Johnny, he's uploading some excerpts of me, and he's got this little puppet show, and uh, he's got a YouTube channel um, about Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah? All things I forget, about Dave. It, I forget what it's called, yeah. supposed to be... So it's supposed to be uh, mostly he humorous. created about he something he created about your your um uh, what do you call it yeah opinions to propagate your opinions yeah well my my yeah uh, I call it the deep conspiracies view but my views are so extreme sounding on things that um they sound humorous even to me in fact uh, I listen to myself interact with this Channing guy who owns the full-fledged show. And uh, it sounded uh, hilarious to me. And so I actually changed the title, the second part of it, Extreme Reality Comedy Act or something like that. And that's one of our like last five or six podcasts or something like that. I wasn't trying to be funny, but it sounded funny. I noticed sometimes you change the title of your <laughs> podcasts and uh, talks you. One time I downloaded it, and then yeah. I, I went yeah. back, and I noticed it was the same length but a different title. Uh, it was about two months ago. Yeah, if I can come up with a better title, I'll change it. If I can come up with a better title, I'll change it. I'm real right. picky about stuff like that. Um, and you're also doing like series, like one's called Delusionality. You had part one, part two, part three. And you broke it up yeah. into smaller segments and spread it throughout your um, your episode list. 
Is that because you want to spread out the the concept? Yeah, Java Ring was that. It... Is that the one with him? Uh, the reason that happened is I just I, I talked to uh, Java Ring for over three hours, and uh, he likes to break up. This is a this is a podcast that he has called True, True Lies, Lies Reality Crash. Right. Yeah. But he has another one called Reality Crash. Okay. You know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that just has me on there, and. Um, so I just talked to him on the phone, and uh, we've done a lot of audio, but he hasn't uploaded it, uh, very much of it. But anyway, um, do you guys like? I just to talked edit? to him for. Do you guys like to listen to the whole thing and edit it before you release it? Because uh, he, I, he he does all that. Okay, because I actually I know, don't know how to edit audio at all. Oh, it's simple. The only thing is, it takes time to. You have to listen to it in real time. And then critique it as you listen, and then decide what you want to keep or you break right. out, or you, you could delete stuff very easily, or insert. Things. Are you saying it? Are you saying it's simple on uh, Acidy? Very simple. Really? Yeah. You just open the okay. file. It's one long wave file, and then you go uh -huh. in and you you select a portion of the wave. And you can delete it. You can add effects to it. You can make it backwards. You can, you know, you can shuffle parts around. You can you can cut and paste from a different audio. You can insert music. You can do lots of stuff. If you just practice with it, it's not that hard. Yeah. What's hard with well, I downloaded it. Is editing like like um, effects. Or equalization, or uh -huh. converting uh, mono to stereo, or stereo to mono, that can take time. Uh -huh. or, um, or mixing, if you have multi-track audio that you, to mix. But with with talking, it's just one mono track. With music, you have uh -huh. several tracks to mix together. That's that takes a lot of time, and synchronization. But for these things, it's just straight talking. It's, it should be easy to edit. It's just what you, if you remember what you want to keep and what you want to edit or if you just want to like Aberato doesn't edit anything he just sends it all out as it is he didn't have time uh -huh. everything's pretty well exactly as it was well the main um, thing I need to do is, is split these uh, long calls in two they're too long well I think what you like to do is is listen to because um, you have a lot of topics in your podcasts like the, the titles are quite long and you have about four or five topics so maybe you want to split them into individual topics right uh -huh. but, but that takes time yeah. to find the break and maybe you're overlapping for about 15 minutes and then you finally settle on another topic so you might have to have an overlap on some places yeah but uh well i downloaded another uh, software program uh two nights called, called wavepad and Johnny said it's even easier to use uh, than uh, Audacity. Um, yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I actually had it on my computer uh, earlier, but uh forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Audacity's, I'm used to it. Um, I have another one, but I had to pay money for it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like... Like the musicians use Pro Tools. I'm sure you could do anything with that, but you don't need Pro Tools. Uh huh. Um. But uh, anyway. So you're doing. So anyway, yeah, that, audio. that Skype call that 
that Skype call that I did with you, I I actually have bumper music chosen for it, and uh, it just needs to somebody needs somebody needs to help me. But if I learn how to do it here, I can uh, do it all myself. So uh, yeah, you could just have to um, insert the music at the beginning and at the end. Um, if you want to talk over well, the music, were, then you need a mixer. I would. I'm going to split it in two, and so um, there's going to be four songs. And the first song is uh, "Back in the USSR" by the Beatles. Okay. I listened to a remastered version of that, and it sounds really good. And I'm just doing that because um, you know Errol C is um, immediately south of uh, the old Soviet Union. So. Well, that's a good. That's a good idea. I like that. And I'm, I'm not a, cool. a Michael Jackson fan. I'm not a Michael Jackson fan, but my favorite Michael J- Jackson song is one. Uh, I've been working on bumper music for years, you know, a master list. And um, he's got a song called uh, Something in Moscow. I can't remember the name of it, but I was going to put that on the second song at the end of the first first part of the final song. I really like that song. You want to have you ever some... heard of it before? Uh-uh. No, I don't think so. You want to Go hear ahead. this? This is some bumper yeah. music that I like. You want to hear it? Sure. Let's see if you can hear it. Let's see if it comes through. Can you hear that? Yeah. Two minutes of uh, synthesizer. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Who was that? You'll never guess. He's a very That's famous. You. No, it's not me. He's a very, oh, okay. very famous. He's a very famous guitarist, and he writes songs. Guess who that is? And he's still alive. Really? And he's British. And he's still alive. And he just did a uh, tour. Uh, guitar. He's a British guitarist. He's still alive. He writes songs. Um, and his original drummer and his original bass player are dead. It 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 wouldn't be. Uh... I'm trying to say the guitarist for the Pink Floyd, but I can't think of his name. Oh, it's not him. Okay. Okay, they had a very famous drummer, and he died. Oh. One of the most famous drummers in rock and roll died. Uh, this wouldn't... God, this wouldn't be Jimmy Page, would it? No, you're close, though. Oh, well, he had a drummer that died. <laughs> That's the other band. This this another band, their drummer died after this drummer. Died. This died before that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. You're talking to about. Um, 
this is weird. Um, I think of his name, too. I got a guy. I was just watching the video last night, and I'm not a fan of this band. You talking about Pete Townsend? Yes, it's Pete Townsend. You're kidding me. Yeah, that was Pete Townsend playing synthesizer. You know, I keep running into these weird synchronicities. And yesterday, I was actually watching a YouTube video. It must have been back in about 64, 65, of a song of theirs. And they had this great video to it. And what's it's the a song great, called? I'm trying to remember. I could look it up in history. It's one of the best uh, Who songs ever, in my opinion. Uh, and I can't explain? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they got a great YouTube video for that. At least I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's their. First I, I song. like the. Yeah, I like their early stuff, and then uh, I don't. I don't like them later on. Although I, uh, I had a Pete Townsend solo album, and that was, that was really good. Oh, he's a great songwriter. Um, yeah. The thing about his his music is very. Um, uh, deep. It's if you really dig into what he's talking about, like the Tommy album is a very um, deep and somewhat disturbing mm. topic. He I didn't like in, Tommy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty disturbing yeah. when you really get into the some of the tracks and some of the topics because he's mixing religion and uh, and trauma-based mind control all together in one album. <laughs> Basically, really. Yeah, because Tommy is traumatized through abuse, through the divorce of his parents. He becomes deaf, dumb, and blind. He shuts himself out, and then he becomes somehow. They somehow he turns into a messiah when he learns how to play pinball. And then at the end of the album, they they reject um they reject him and his message, right? So it's mm. almost like a Christ figure being rejected. So he's it's a really um. If you read into Tommy, it's it's really. I think he was re- reading a lot of Herman Hess at the time he wrote it, and I'm not too familiar with Herman Hess. But uh, back in the 50s and 60s, there were a lot of the new beat poetry was um, going against the traditional values. So they they were eating all that stuff up. Even the the Who, what they when they did their stage act, he learned that at college. Uh, the auto-destruct form of artwork, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, performance art. So the, the who uh-huh. destroying their instruments was like a, a form of performance art that he, he took from his college days, right? I see. And a lot of these British rock and rollers went to, went to art college in England. They learned a lot of their right. philosophies. Like John Lennon went to art college. Uh, mm-hmm. Roger, Roger Waters and Nick Mason of Pink Floyd were learning to be architects, and it's no wonder right. that Pink Floyd stage shows were just—they um, used their architectural skills to build these huge sets, right? The wall and the pyramid of the Dark Side of the Moon and the floating pig and all that stuff—that's all their architectural design knowledge being put to use. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I was a Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still like to listen I, to I, I, I was a completist, so um, if I liked somebody, I would have everything that they did except for, of course, the imports. Yeah. So what was your favorite Pink Floyd album? Um, okay. I, I think it's called Echoes. That's a greatest hits album. 
Maybe you mean metal. Hmm. But I, it's it's um it's an album. I'm going to memory banks here. Um, it, it was it was before uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, metal. Yeah, it's, what metal. it's called. The echoes was on metal on it's one long song on side two. If you still yeah. had an LP. Um, that yeah, was the one I played the most over the years. That actually has my w- favorite song on side one. A song called Fearless. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Uh, it's been too long. Okay. I, I checked had- out back in 1985. Oh, that's been a while. 30 years. <laughs> it had... Um, yeah. It had that old gospel hymn, You'll Never Walk Alone, sung by a um, the crowds at the soccer game, mixed in at the end of uh-huh. the song. But it's a pretty yeah. cool song. Yeah, that that was a good album. For Pink Floyd, it's probably one of their best albums. Um, okay, what was it? What were we talking about before? Oh, bumper music. Okay. Well, I, well, I, I, uh, I. This is kind of a long story, but I'm not going to give you the long version. But um, I do listen to music. I've been working on a project since 2001, and. Uh, it's called Songs for the New Eve, and I basically believe that there's this feminine being that incarnates on Earth. I mean, it's pretty far out. You know what I mean? Is that the concept? And uh, this is actually not the queen. This is what's interesting. I believe there's one that's superior to her, and, and that she used to be Eve. Not Lily. And I believe that she's going to... Not not Lilith, no. Okay. And uh don't think I, I can use scripture to prove this. There's actually people getting revelations about this in the background. It's amazing. Extra, is that extra biblical revelation? Yeah, extra biblical revelation. Okay. Yeah. About both of these women. Now, I've actually said on the show that um I believe that she's going to marry you know, this Davidic that I talk about. So I actually said on the show recently that this Song of Songs is is about both of these women. He's married to both of them, and, and people have gotten revelations about that too. I've had these projects going in the background. I mean, they're kind of experimental, and uh, I don't have any input or control over what the information, and that, this is just what people get. I'm just going, whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. For instance, that, that uh, the Song v- of Songs is really um, open to interpretation. And yet they put it in the Absolutely. Canon. They put it in the canon. Yeah. People never, you almost never hear preaching from the Song of Songs, right? Uh, not much uh, today, but there used to be more of it in earlier Christian history. Because there was less distractions. People mm-hmm. who were Christians in the old days, they basically read their Bibles and not much else and just lived their lives. Whereas now there's so much. Competing for our attention that we don't really look at it as they did, right? Right. Ponder it. Well, people can't concentrate for any significant period of time. Most people, they can't even focus. Yeah, it's the focusing. We're constantly distracted. People cannot even just sit still and just be alone with themselves. That's actually a discipline for, for most people now. 
I I went for a camping trip last year, and we had, you know, we were out in the wilderness, and it was a bit of a shock to even for me, and I I enjoy that, but for doing it for seven days in a row, it was quite an eye opener how how quiet it can get. Yeah, I was but, just talking about that uh, with somebody. I, geez, a couple nights ago, and I said that um, when you get out in the wilderness, um, you start your body starts to relax on about the second day because you're away from all the stimulation and you sleep a lot more. Yeah, that's true. Did you notice that at all? Well, what we did was we had the same routine every day. We got up about 6 o'clock in the morning. We had our breakfast. We got in our canoes and went fishing. And about after three or four hours, we came back, relaxed. And in the afternoon, they prepared the fish. And then in the evening time, we we had our fish dinner. Uh, and then we relaxed after that with a campfire and chatted and just relaxed, whatever. And then went to bed. That was the same routine every day for seven days. How far out in the wilderness were you? Um... We weren't too far from civilization, but the person that led us found this isolated spot that is very difficult to get to. So you could hear the trains in the distance, which weren't uh-huh. that far away, but nobody really... Like, we only saw two other people during the whole week. Hmm. It's, it was a nice isolated lake, yet it wasn't that far from uh, the town. It's really strange. Yeah. Yeah, I know spots like that. Yeah, so basically it still was a wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a couple guys saw a baby bear, and there were tons of fish, mm-hmm. so it's not a lot of people fishing there. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it definitely was, like you say, relaxing the nerves, the senses. And it's kind of a shock to the system because you're so used to working and stimulation and constant information flow. Right, so it's, yeah, uh, our nervous system is being uh, stimulated all the time. People are used yeah. to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and children are more sensitive to it, so that's why they uh, react the way they do. Yeah, they're more jump. They're more jumpy, you know. Yeah, and then the sugar doesn't help. Yeah, I was going to say the, the sugar, all the pop, and all the junk food. It, it's amazing how much you could. Uh, I talked about this on the show briefly. How how much you could change society if you would just remove completely remove certain things like, like as, aspartame or sugar uh, or like heavy metals. <laughs> yeah, dream probably, on, you know. But uh, yeah, it's if you did that, we probably uh, couldn't taste our food anymore. <laughs> Another one would be table salt. Now that's not that's, quite as bad, but that's the one that Frank's always talking about. He's saying to add yeah. more. Well, he's talking about sea salt. That's that that's beneficial. And it's not expensive. You can buy sea salt anywhere, and it's still the same price as yeah. regular salt. But the Himalayan yeah, salt, Himalayan salt, the pink one, is a bit expensive. I don't know if that's any better. Yeah. Well. It's better, but I mean, I buy that in bulk. It's pretty cheap. Is that what you use all the time? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I no, I I use different types of salt, um, but I, I I try to use that as much as possible. I don't like the taste of it as much on certain things. It tastes different. What's the taste like? Is it uh, bitter? Well, I like I like salt, and so uh, I'll put it like in tomato juice, and uh, I don't like the taste of it as much, so I use a different type of salt. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's bitter, but it just tastes different. It took me a while to figure out what the heck the problem was. I don't. <clears throat> do you make? But it was own, the salt. Do you make your own tomato juice from scratch, or do you buy the one from the pecan? No, I I buy it, but I dilute it. I don't think it needs to be that strong. Then I add salt to it because I like salt. And I also buy the non-salted type because that's better for you. So you dilute it with so, uh, water? Yeah. Just tap water? And I put uh, a side of vinegar in it or lemon juice. Okay. Make it taste better. Mm-hmm. I, I do that with things. I, cheap, I cheapen things down. Well, because if you buy a can sure. and you water it down, then it's going to stretch it out. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, um, you're not a vegetarian, but you're basically health conscious. You still eat meat, right? Well, I'm supposed to be a vegetarian, but um, I, uh, I, I, and I went for years without eating any meat. I mean, talking about like two decades, um, except maybe like, like a Thanksgiving for somebody trying to make them happy. And I actually quit that because I, I got sick one time for eight days because um, my body was so cleansed of poisons, I used to fast and everything, that I reacted really strongly to um, synthetic hormones in the in the thing, in the the turkey, mm-hmm. and it, it threw me for a loop for eight days. I said, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to eat to make somebody happy. I guess if you... Fin- and so I would... Sh- Sorry. Go I ahead. guess when, when you fast, your body starts to reject the bad stuff more, right? What's that? It seems like if you're fasting on a regular basis, that the junk makes you more sick when you eat it, right? Yeah, what happens is you react to it more strongly. Because you're more sensitive to it. Yeah, you become more sensitive, So, which people, is both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, because um, I was talking to um, a relative, and they had a, somebody who was eating a lot of junk food and they were they were having some really negative uh, experiences in life like, like nervousness and getting very angry and they mm-hmm. told them to stop giving their kid junk food so but because people get used to it they're they're acclimated to the junk food it's hard for them to get off it mm-hmm. so it's the same with fasting if you fast on a regular basis your body becomes used to not eating the junk so as soon as you start eating a little bit of junk or or Maybe have a bag of chips that you haven't had in a year. You, it might make you sick again. Yeah. Well, your body is supposed to function as a warning system. The way, uh, I believe God designed it. And uh, so you get increasingly sensitive uh, the healthier you get. Right. you got to watch what you eat. The main thing that happens is you get tired. And you kind of, you know, what am I doing eating this stuff, you know? It's just not worth it. Yeah. You just feel bad, you know? Yeah. But you've got... And I actually say that's um, one of the uh, primary components of my health regime is to get to a uh, a level of health where you can actually tell what the food is doing to you because um, then you've got this internal warning system that most people don't get to that level because they got to 
you got to get a significant amount of uh, you got to talk significantly. Most people just play around with it. You got to do it on an ongoing basis. And actually, um, when you start to get you know sensitive to poisons, that's telling you that okay, you've done some significant detox now. But most people never get to that, so they, they actually don't experience this like ever in their life. They don't they don't have any experiential knowledge of this. It's not really that hard to do. Yeah, got to be dedicated for. I guess maybe a couple of months, most people, I don't know. <clears throat> right. And you become sensitive to, um, you know, negative energy, too. Although yeah. you, you may have to do something extra for that, you know. You mean, are you talking about um, people or just in the air kind of negative Um, I... I'm not sensitive enough to, to feel people. I know people that can, like these energy vampire type people. Right. You have intentional ones and non-intentional ones. Um, I think most apparently of them Apparently I'm not that sensitive. Um, I, I, yeah. In my, yeah. In my experience, I think There's not most, that many intentional. Yeah, in my experience, most of them are unintentional. They're just people that... I think it's a, a, a byproduct of... The, the way they they're not living they're living a negative existence and it and that's one of the byproducts that they become um, uncomfortable to be around or they 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 they're constantly mm-hmm. attention, seeking attention so they become an energy vampire yeah well there doesn't have to actually be an energetic exchange of energy um, if you get around people they have a really negative mindset, you know, the, the things that they talk about, I mean, people are so profane, that that will just um, drag you down, you know. I mean, because words have power. They're actually, um, on an energetic level, they have, electromagnetically, they have power. Every, every time you speak, you're speaking little um, electrical fields out into your localized environment. Believe it or not, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was listening to um, Santos Bonacci. I don't know if you've heard of him. And he's yeah. talking about stuff like that. He calls it... Um, he studies astrotheology, but he's also talking about words th- that are... Like the word atom. Atom. A-T-O-M. Atomic words. Mm-hmm. And he says, Adam, like the first man, is from atom and tom is used for drumming like tom 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 so tom is from atom and adam is from atom it's these ancient uh linguistic words that's the root meaning of those words atomic mm-hmm. words atomic words he calls them yeah i don't know if you heard that that uh oh okay it's interesting what he has to say. Uh, he's talking a lot about astrotheology, but when when you hear him talk about the planets, then I was thinking, but what if the Earth is flat, and what if the all the stars are are um, not where they are? Then his his astrotheology could be false, because it could be based on a false cosmology, right? Are you there? Oh. I am now. For some reason, I got muted. Okay. Uh, 
what these social engineers do is they give you a false foundation, and people don't know that. And then they do all this research not knowing that the foundation is false, and they build this edifice of speculations based on a false foundation. That's all they have to do is give you a false foundation. For instance, if planets don't exist, and then you spend the rest of your life speculating about the nature of planets, what is going to be the, the you know the results of your research? <laughs> yeah. Totally bogus. I, mean, I was listening to... Um that classical piece called The Planets by Holst. You know that one? I don't recall that. Just it, what it's called a, cla- classical music? It's classical music. It's famous. Hey, uh, I listen to that, but go ahead. It's a famous thing called The Planets, and it was created in the early 20th century. But I think they didn't uh-huh. put Pluto. They only have eight planets or seven planets because they hadn't discovered Pluto yet. But the thing is, they created. Uh-huh. They have this cultural uh, music to reinforce the existence of the planets. That's what I was thinking about when right. I listened to it this week, because that's the first time I've listened to it in years since I've heard about the possibility of a false cosmology. And I thought, well, there you go. There's culture to reinforce their version of cosmology, right? And if you listen right. to the first track called Mars, it sounds like an early version of the Star Wars theme. Sounds just like it. Mm. So I'm wow. sure the guy who wrote the Star Wars theme stole that from the the planets, the first track on the planets. You should check it on YouTube when you have time. It's pretty cool. It's good music, though. I still like the music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you hold on one sec? Yeah. Hold on. Microphone muted. I was trying to Google something on here about astral theology. I'm trying to remember the name of uh, Michael Tessarian. He's the guy that primarily talks about that. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's on um, American Freedom Radio with Vinnie Eastwood. I have only listened to a few of his podcasts. Yeah, I I think he's an agent. It's possible. Uh, Listen, I have to go. Um, Okay. I've enjoyed this chat, so I'm going to stop recording, and I'll have my own copy, and uh, you've got your copy, so we can both uh, decide what we want to do with this. Are you going to put on your talk shoe? Um, Later on, I guess. how How long did this last? Probably an hour. Okay. Um. I mean, there's no. I'll listen to it. There's a good chance that I. I will. Uh, it'll go in a room too. Because I might, I might give it to Ab, and he could post it on audio chat. Oh. Or, or do you want to wait? Yeah, you can do that if you want. You can do or, that if you want. Yeah, I might do that. Or if you want to wait to do yours first, it's up to you. I don't care. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, so I'm, go I ahead might and do give with you what you want with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you have yours, I have mine, so you can do whatever you want with yours. <laughs> it's maybe yeah, just, just let me know when you want to. I didn't know that you wanted to do a Beach Boys show, but uh, I thought it was just going to be like 60s, 70s music in general. But you can do oh, that no, if you want. Oh, no, that's fine. No, I, I don't mind that. I don't, it doesn't have to be. I think because you said you like Brian Wilson, so I thought you wanted to talk about yeah. the Beach Boys. Uh, you've, we, got we better, you've got better. You've got. Yeah, you yeah you've got better recall uh, about these bands. Um, but 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 here's the thing. See, even though I stopped listening to music regularly in 85, I had a massive, massive record question. Um, I've been researching uh, 
you know, pop music, rock and roll history since then, uh, especially, you know, from a conspiratorial perspective, it's very interesting what's actually going on in the background with these bands. So I do, it's not like I'm completely out of the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I've, I've so I, 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 I like to do music. that. Well, we'll do one uh-huh. on both. We could do one on Beach Boys and one on just music in general, or maybe it will, it'll, I don't know. Well, we could, um, yeah. we'll talk about it later. Because I gotta, I yeah. gotta check out now, and and uh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll work something. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, take care now. All right, take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Microphone muted. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.